wanted to read a scripture from the second last chapter of the Bible or the second last book from the book of Jude chapter 1 verses 1 to 5 Yes, please. A servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. To those who are called, sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning a common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Hallelujah. Two chapter verse, chapter 1 verse 1. Maybe when you read in the KJV version, it says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Underline the phrase, preserved in Jesus Christ. Preserved in Jesus Christ. Jude is writing this and saying, the servant of Jesus Christ, the brother of James, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James. See how he addresses himself. When you understand and study the Bible, Jude is actually, Jude is actually the brother of Jesus. Jude, Jesus and James came out of the same womb but Jude is very clear and says I am a servant as compared to Jesus he's saying I am a servant of God because Jesus was different he had a different blood flowing through him even though he came from the same womb he had a different blood his blood was holy he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit understanding that although Jude was a stepbrother to Jesus although they came from the same womb Jude knew one was Jesus Christ the son of the living God one was the creator and I am the created hallelujah he had the privilege to share the same womb of the creator and yet he knew that his brother his half brother was the creator and he's calling himself i am the servant of my own brother who was conceived because he was the creator i am the created so he is terming himself as the servant of god hallelujah come on somebody hallelujah he is saying i'm the servant of jesus christ although we came from the same womb he is from above i came from below hallelujah and because because of that, I am his servant. Hallelujah. And he's saying, You are preserved in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Want to title this message Preserved for Eternity. 
Hallelujah. We've been hearing from Pastor many talks on preservation. I don't know how many of you got the revelation of that word preservation. And some of you should be thankful that throughout this last two and a half, three months, not a sickness, not a disease touched you because the word of God has preserved you. Hallelujah. COVID-19 did not touch you because God's word preserved you. You are preserved in Christ. But this evening, I am not going to speak about something that preserves you just during COVID-19 for a few days or a few years. I'm speaking about preserve for eternity. Preserved by God for eternity. Hallelujah. This can be an encouraging word for people who are eternally minded. People who have got little distracted, this can be a correction, a word of correction to bring you back, bring your focus back on the Lord. Some of you even might feel a rebuke. But though you might feel a little bitter in the beginning, by the end of this word, you will be thankful to the Lord. It will bring a sweet fragrance back to you. Hallelujah. So, hold on to your seatbelts and let's continue with the word. I want you to read a few more scriptures before I come to the word. Jude chapter 1, there's only one chapter, verse 20 and 21 says, But you, beloved, everybody said, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And in your reading in Jude chapter 24 and 25, and now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, say, oh, the only wise God, our Savior to be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Underline that phrase, keep you. He's able to keep you. Hallelujah. Look at verse 21 again. It says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Everybody say eternal life. There are three different words for life. Number one is bios. Everybody say bios. Or bios. It means to have the biological aspect of life. The second Greek word is say sushie. Sushie. It's pronounced as sushie, which the spelling is P S U C H E, but it's pronounced as sushie. It means the psychological aspect of life. Then the Zoe life, it means the God kind of life, the eternal life. Verse 21 speaks about the eternal life, the Zoe kind of life. It is good to preach on the bios and the blessings that happen in the biological aspect of life, even how God can heal you emotionally and how God can 
heal your minds, your bodies. It's beautiful to speak on the psychological aspect of life. But what we need to have in our life is the Zoe life, the eternal life, the eternal kind of life that will prepare us for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is the eternal life, hallelujah, that will make us eternal minded. It is the eternal life that shows us the paths of righteousness. It is the eternal life that focuses our eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. It, it, it is the eternal life that, that, that we need to prepare ourselves for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The spiritual aspect, the Zoe kind of life, the eternal life. Eternal life comes to you when you're born again. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. When you say, Lord, Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you're hearing for the first time, it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. But with your heart that you believe and your mouth that you confess, that's all that it takes. But when you believe that Jesus died for the sins, for the justification of your sins to just to make you justice of no you have never sinned and when you receive that salvation believing in the gospel of jesus christ accept the free gift of righteousness and says not my righteousness not my righteous works it is his righteousness through the finished work of jesus christ through which i am saved by faith in this unmerited favor by faith in this grace that i'm saved the zoe life ah, yeah, yeah. the greatest miracle that anybody could ever think about anybody could ever imagine in a split second hallelujah hallelujah your spirit hallelujah, become alive and connected to God that is called born again you're born first through the mother's womb but second time you're born in your spirit reconnected to God and you will receive the Zoe life But some people don't experience that. So you have to ask the Holy Spirit to experience the Zoe in your life. When you're born again, you're born again in the Spirit. But this life has to flow in your mind, in your emotions, in your relationships, in your finances, in every aspect of your life should be full. The Zoe life make your life full. Nothing missing, nothing broken. You will live a full, that's called the fullness of life. That's the kind of life that we are supposed to be moving in as a church. The Zoe life. Some of us like experience the bios, experience the psychological aspect of life. But then there is something called the Zoe. And the Bible says that grace and peace shall be multiplied in the knowledge of Him. The grace and mercy be multiplied as you learn to experience this life in these difficult seasons. The Zoe kind of life. The eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is the life that we need to. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. To live this Christian walk. Hallelujah. This is the life that gives us the testimony. Ah, yeah, yeah. So we'll take step by step. Verse 21 says, Hallelujah. 
looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Say that with me. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keeping yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. As a Christian, it is so important that we keep looking for the mercy of our God. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies, they never come to an end. In the book of Daniel, it says it delights in mercy. So what does God wants to give us every day? Bible says to approach the throne of grace with boldness, knowing they shall find mercy and grace of help in the time of not. He wants us to look for mercy. Last Sunday, we heard about grace and mercy. God's nature. He's saying, looking unto the mercy of God. We all look for grace, definitely God's grace is something that will come upon our life, something that we need to experience. But God is saying, not only grace, but look for the mercy of our God. Grace is that which you don't deserve. Grace is that what God gives it to you, that which you don't deserve. Mercy is something, mercy is something that God, you know, that which God does not give what we deserve. Hallelujah. Grace is that which, which you do not deserve, yet you get it. It's called the unmerited favor of God. Mercy is when you, when what you deserve, God is not giving it to you. You've deserved it, but God said, by your mercy, I'm not giving it to you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You deserved to die, but He died. You deserve to be punished, but He was punished. You lied, you deserve to be caught. But God said, because you asked for my mercy, I'm going to cover you. Hallelujah. I'm going to set you free from that spirit. That's why we need, we need mercy. The more you receive mercy, the more you will become Jesus conscious. The more you feel loved, the more you will know His mercy and His love and His grace, the more you will walk in the newness of life. This Zoe life will flow through you. That's why Bible says, look for mercy. There was a soldier in Napoleon's army who slept on duty. He was convicted and he was supposed to be executed. The soldier's mother pleaded for him that he should not be executed. And the mother said, please show him mercy. And Napoleon said, he doesn't deserve mercy. And then the mother said, if he deserved, it wouldn't be mercy. Hallelujah. You deserve something else. Mercy is in what you deserve. God is not giving it to you. Verse 21, again, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now there is a general called a general of faith called William Booth. He was the founder of the Salvation Army. He said, I consider the chief dangers in the coming century is religion without the Holy Spirit, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance and salvation without regeneration and politics without God. And what we find is that he foresaw there was a coming a time that is like Christless Christianity, crossless Christianity. For all of you know, you know, for all you know, you might be worshipping a thief, 
if you have a cross and you do not have Christ. A great preacher said, the word of God should be like a sword, the tip of the sword touching your heart. That's how you know you are alive. If this word is touching you, that means you're alive. You're going to recalibrate your values according to God's word. Because suddenly you'll know, one day I will have to stand before God and all that matters is how I live my life in front of God's word. And I pray that, hallelujah, this will impart the grace that you need today. This, will, this word will impart the grace to live a life worthy of eternal life. Uh, this word will impart a life that you will live a life with eternity in mind. You will get up your every day and live a life eternity in mind. We teach our children on blessings, breakthroughs, prophecies. I mean, if the Holy Spirit can release this into your heart, that one day, no matter what, who you are, where you are listening to this message from, you will have to stand before God and give an account of your life. So to live your life with eternity in mind is what the book of Jude is teaching us. Say that with me, to live your life with eternity in mind. Anybody who lives or who loves us, any father who loves his children, will warn them when needs to be warned. Jude is the last chapter before the revelation. Revelation is the book in the Bible which speaks about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But before he said the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is revealed, he's giving one chapter of the Bible, just one chapter, to give us 19 set of warnings. 19 verses of warnings. Look a few of them. Number one, it says, Beloved, verse 3, Beloved, when I give all diligence to write to you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which once was delivered unto the saints. First thing he's saying is contend for your faith. There is a battle. Why you have to contend? There's a battle. It's a military term. Contend for your faith. Fight for your faith that you've received. Fight for your faith. There are certain battles that has to be fought to take hold of territories. For years, for example, years back, some of our Indian territory was taken up by the neighboring country. So there was Kargil war and we took out the territory back. We took our territory back. So there are battles of faith. There are battles of faith. There are battles of faith concerning this gospel. There is battles of faith concerning the faith which was once delivered to the saints. The faith that was made us heirs of salvation. There's a faith. So there are battles to keep your territories safe. There are battles to keep 
there are you know you don't want to lose the great salvation that god has kept given you now what happens jude 1:4 saying can you read it for me jude chapter 1 was forcing for certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation ungodly men who turn the grace of our god into licentiousness and um, de- yes and deny the only lord god and our lord jesus christ and deny the only lord jesus christ certain men are marked out for condemnation are crept in unnoticed ungodly men who turn the grace of our god into lewdness licentiousness which means the real gospel the real grace keeps you saved but if you have believed another gospel some of you appear to be saved some of you even saved but you can lose it because those gospels those grace will turn the grace of god to do whatever they want even to deny the lord we don't want to be in that category we want to be in that category who will make the grace of god as more holy and more prepared and more jesus conscious before he comes back a second time the real grace hallelujah which paul preached the real grace which peter preached hallelujah made the men and women of god who turned the world upside down made them preach a gospel that saved sinners and brought sinners to repentance and forgiveness of sins and made their lives into something special for god that is the grace of god that we need but there were certain kinds of people who turned the grace of god who replaced the grace of god can say one for another that's what that word means one for another certain men crept and say you can do whatever you want you can live your life the way you want after receiving jesus just be careful it says that is not the faith that is delivered to the saints ah yeah yeah that is not the faith if hallelujah that's why we have to contend for it hallelujah praise the lord we have to contend for it that's not the faith that is given to you to do and and to come to sunday church and to give some tithes once in a way and to live a licentious hallelujah unholy life that is not the faith that has been delivered to the saints hallelujah there is a battle there are battles that come against and tell us that you can live a life it says no salvation is something god gave and that is not to live he said i bought you with the price you are not your own hallelujah there is a price that jesus christ paid on the precious blood the hallelujah is very own blood and he said you are not your own so there is a battle which says there is a battle in our mind there is a battle in our lives we want to own our life and say we can do what we want this is our hands this is our eyes this is our ears no no there's a battle you say i'm not going to that's not hallelujah that's not the grace that i've been saved i've been saved by grace Hallelujah through the free gift of righteousness to live a holy life consecrated and set apart unto God for holy calling and things that will give me hallelujah praise God uh ex uh rewards in heaven Hallelujah is that clear church is that clear yeah Not only that sometimes prayer is a battle 
Sometimes you have to fast because there are certain battles you can only win it on your knees. Maybe to hallelujah when you pray for your souls, when you pray for your family, when you pray for hallelujah restoration of relationships, when you pray for hallelujah a church to grow in a city, we have to come on our knees, fast and pray as a church because there are battles we cannot lose. Hallelujah. When there are wolves and ravenous wolves that is coming to attack the church, hallelujah, hallelujah, so-called, hallelujah, notorious Christians. The Lord asked me some, a question today morning. It amazed me. He said, who do you, who do you prefer? Do you prefer a notorious so-called attacked Christian? Or do you mind an immoral woman? Sitting in your church. I said immoral woman. (laughs) I said immoral woman. Why? Because Jesus could preach the gospel to the woman of Samaritan and can set her free from immorality and could use her to bring an entire town to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But Judas, a notorious Christian, <laughs> you don't know when he will tell you. Who would you prefer? I said, Lord, you preferred. You preferred the Samaritan. The Samaritan did not betray you. The Samaritan woman did not betray you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Rabba Shanda Prados Pate Pradeshi. There are some territories when certain evil powers come to attack us. We need to fight it on our knees and take it back. We cannot fight it on watching Netflix and watching one man of God after the other and uh, uh, watching one uh, uh, no, 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 uh, talk after the other. No, we have to fight it. We have to fight it. I'm groaning in the spirit. There are battles, church, this evening. Let's be real. I am coming with a real message this evening. We have to fight certain battles on our knees. Hallelujah. The book of Jude is essentially for believers to be preserved for eternity. It says content for your faith. There is a battle you need to keep that which is given you. It's content. Verse 5. But I want to remind you though you once knew this. Ah, ah, ah. These were seasoned believers. He's saying, you know this stuff but I'm reminding you. What is he reminding you? He's reminding you about three categories of people. In verse 5 he says, But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord having saved the people out of Egypt, verse 5, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. The first category. He saved them. Then he destroyed them. They were not preserved. It's a very sobering thought. You're fighting a battle to keep and not lose. Hallelujah. 
you move out of god's grace you will end up making a golden calf you move out of god's grace you will end up making a golden calf all those people came out but only two survived only two stayed in the grace of god whose two understood and received the gospel in the old testament received the grace and he's comparing like that says he saved them but they were not preserved if you have received the true gospel the true grace you will only be living a life experiencing and conscious of jesus and nothing else that's why verse 4 says they've turned the grace of god into something else even we are living in that generation did god save to destroy you no no this generation that came out of egypt saw miracles they saw the nile river turning into blood they saw the frogs everywhere because moses said let there be they saw the power of god coming upon the land of egypt they saw the first born of egyptians were killed and miraculously they first born were preserved through the blood of jesus christ they literally saw the red sea part they saw water coming from the rock and manna from heaven we haven't seen all that they saw those miracles experience it but still they did not make it to the promised land they were destroyed they were not preserved holy spirit is saying listen i'm reminding you god saved you through the blood of his son you were baptized you are anointed of the holy spirit you realized that you have a calling but remember what happened and protect yourself keep yourself in the most holy faith praying in the holy spirit that's what the bible says hallelujah keep yourself in the most holy faith i'm going to tell you how you could be kept they've had all this god showed them his goodness god showed them his mercy but they turned into something else they they replaced it they lost it so so this message will encourage you and show you the beauty of the faith that is delivered to us and the grace that is available for us it will show you what is real and what is counterfeit lift your hands and pray in the spirit and for us the holy spirit pray in the holy spirit for the grace of god to come and preserve you the holy spirit to preserve you preserved by the power of the holy spirit preserved by the grace of the holy spirit hara bashanda bradadas kedere lo bradas pito brodotes pite bradaydere thank you jesus hallelujah you know if you understand this what i'm going to preach you'll never want to backslide you'll never want to live unholy you will never have a desire to have another woman other than your wife in the bedroom of your heart in the imagination in the bedroom of your imagination forget about forget about having a one night stand you will not have those kind of thoughts it preserve you 
How many of you want to live a life like that? Hallelujah. That is the kind of grace that I'm speaking about. This is reminding, keep yourself, building yourself. Hallelujah. By praying in the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Here, six million people came out of Egypt and 5,99,098 people were destroyed. <laughs> what is the picture you have got? Do you think he's a Santa Claus who's sitting always to give you gifts? Sometimes, you know, we think we can do anything. I'm a believer. I'm saved. I have the grace of God with me. And I can live the life the way I want to. Really, that is not what grace does. Not, have you ever seen in the Bible that's what grace does, did? To teach people to live a life as they, as a matter of fact, Titus 2.11 says, the grace of God teaches us to deny ungodliness and to live a godly life in this present age. Denying all lusts. That's not the grace. These people have replaced the true grace, false grace for true grace. For I believe. It was not grace. I can live the way I want to. That's not the message for today. This grace will preserve you for eternity. This grace will help you to live a life with eternity in mind. This grace will help us to speak things having eternity in mind. When you come through the Bible, it's beautiful. This grace will keep you from earth. You can't make mistakes. There's wisdom in this grace. There's content for it. That's why Paul said, I fought the good fight and I kept the faith. This is a fight to keep the faith, to keep contented for this faith. He said, fought it. I fought the good fight and finished it. There were battles that have fought it. I was not moved uh, and lured into anything else and fought it. I finished it. Uh, finished the course. May the testimony be our testimony. May that testimony be our testimony. And that's the testimony, that is the gospel with its grace that has been delivered to the saints. <laughs> Are you in the course of saying that word? God preserve for eternity. What happens to most people, they come to church, think that the church is like a country club. Amen. Some people, you know, as, as youngsters come, you know, their eyes is always on the where the girls are sitting. Pretty woman. Not a country club. It is not a place where everybody's self-esteem is massaged. You know, I've uh, purposely did something. I, I've hardly messaged anybody. I've hardly picked up you know, the calls that I usually take, I kept myself focused for one reason. And I also want to know, 
How will people respond if I don't massage their emotions? Hallelujah. They have good news and bad news. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because people are looking for that kind of churches. A church where you really feel good about yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not what pastor is for. I am preaching to you. My pastor has taught me to preach a word. And I'm preaching that to you. To prepare you for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the primary most important. And when it's time to meet him. You are preserved by the grace of God. You will not stay back. You will know for sure you'll be caught up. And Jesus can present you before the Father spotless and blameless because you've delivered yourself into that great kind of grace. He can present you, not we. He can present us because we have surrendered our life to Him. That's the first category. You're going to see, look at the three categories of people. That's what we read. I put you to remembrance though once you knew this, how that the Lord having saved the people of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed, that did not believe it. And then the second category comes, verse 6. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has received in everlasting chains under darkness unto a judgment of great day. Even as the Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh and are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. We studied about Egypt and the people came out. Number two, it says that angels which has not kept their first estate but left their own habitation is an example for us. Number two is you should never misuse the position God gives you. The angels have the position in heaven but they misused it in our Christian life. God is saying, remember the angel who misused but you keep your position in the grace of God. You keep position, don't misuse it. Don't misuse in the name of grace. Oh, that's, that's, that's powerful. Don't misuse in the name of grace. <laughs> oh, that's one thing you have to underline it. If you want to be a worship leader, God wants you to See how you will handle that position in grace. If you want to be in the media ministry, God is looking into how you steward it. What are the things that you will do to make sure that the word of God is being reached? If you want to be a pastor, a teacher, an apostle, don't misuse the office and the name of grace. Look at each other and say, don't misuse. Don't misuse. Praise God. Some of you don't know, but we are really living this word in this small. <laughs> Last few weeks, you know, in the music ministry, I experientially learning this word. <laughs> God, your anointing. Maintain your Christian standard. Don't become proud and become self-standard. God give grace to the humble. I don't know, I'm just keeping saying this word grace because this is bringing, please this is bringing clarity to several 
things about grace and its misuses. What actually is what actually it is not. Today we have individualism in church. What's in for me? This is not the Christianity that God has called us for. What's in for me? If I don't get it, nobody gets it. If I don't get it, I'll make sure that nobody gets it. It's the second stage of cancer. The later stages are coming. Paul writes to the church, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But that is not just in you, but in the body of Christ, all of us together. Not only as an individual, but as a corporate body also, Christ is in us. The hope of glory. Paul writes to the church, Christ is in you, the hope of glory. But that's to the church. He's not seeing as an individual. He's seeing the church as you. All of us together. When Jesus taught us to pray, He said, Our Father who art in heaven, not my Father, Give us today our daily bread, not my daily bread. Forgive us, teach us. Hallelujah. It's not about us. If you don't understand, you become proud. Lucifer thought it was about himself, not just about me, about us. Pastor said in his spiritual father, one thing he taught in the early day of his walk with Christ, his spiritual father said, do you want to run a 100 meter race or a marathon? Because for 100 meter race, there is more glamour to it. Like being a Usain Bolt, a marathon race is endurance, to hang in there. God is raising up a generation these last days, not to run a marathon. I mean, not to run a 100 feet, but a marathon. Real soldiers. Not just for five years, ten years, great worship leaders come onto the stage, perform, and then won't see them, or preach a word, and then you won't see them. No, 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 no. God is looking at those kind of individuals who is as the end-time army who will willing to run a marathon, who is willing to finish the course and to complete it. That only, only glorify the name of Jesus, nothing to do with their face, nothing to do with the YouTube likes and the Facebook likes, to do with how many people that we are able to win for Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder, like for that, a number for that. Lift your hands and say, Endurance, the grace of God, stamina in the grace of God. Holy Spirit, help me to have a stamina in the grace of God. Oh, if you believe it, pray in the Spirit. Rabba Shanda, Rabba Toba, Rabba Shabra Dere, Bolte Brendan, Eskarate, Labra Tomana Neske, Tebrende, Lobra Dominios, Pedebradenias, Kodote, Demesia. Oh, Rabba Shakaraba, victory by the blood of Jesus. Amen. People are looking for speed. Somebody said it's a generation who wants everything fast. 
If Jesus should die 50 years from now, would you still want to lead the worship? Would you still want to preach the word of God? Or you will just come a few, few years and you say, Oh, this is not nothing. It's all ridiculous. This is all brainwashing. You can tell, Oh, I was once a worship leader. can show to Facebook and YouTube videos you leading the worship. 100 likes. But it's not about glamour. It's about endurance. It's about massaging your emotions. It is about your heart hearing the voice of God. Come on church. I'm giving you the undiluted gospel. It is a battle to keep the position that God has given you without misusing it. The angels wanted something bigger than what they had. Lucifer wanted something bigger than God himself and he was booted out. People are never satisfied, never happy, never real, reliable. So that's not my portion. Look at somebody and say, that's not who I am, brother. That's not who I am, sister. I am better than that because Christ lives in me, the hope of glory. If you are one who is watching this and taking your plate and running around the house, one year you are listening to the word and the other, you are taking your food and walking around. I am telling you, come sit on your seat. Get this in your heart. Ram Prashanta Prasyara. And verse 7, third category, Sodom and Gomorrah. What was wrong with Sodom and Gomorrah? Sodom and Gomorrah were places of prosperity. And when so much of wealth came in, sin came in. They misused their finances. They did not know how to steward it. When blessings come, it could be a mobile phone. You can misuse it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It can be a laptop. You can misuse it. If I would ask you, that did you play more time video games in your laptop or did you read the word of God in your laptop? Did you use your mobile phone more for chatting with unwanted sites? Or did you use that phone to read the Bible app and to send messages that will encourage other people that will save souls? Easy to repent because you know you are not looking at me. I mean, I'm liking it. You know. This is a good, good time. At certain, certain teachings, it's better to preach through the camera. You misuse the internet connection when God gives you a car, a house, a wealth. Instead of glorifying Jesus with that, we start to misuse it. I asked one person, brother, I didn't see you on Sundays. And he said, I got the car. So I just went, you know, out of town. Lift your hands and say, Lord, preserve me from every evil. Preserve us from every evil, Lord. In Jesus' name, Bapha. Amen. What happened in Sodom and Gomorrah? The Bible says, remember Lord's wife. He had just to, he was told to leave everything and rush out. Instead of that, he looked back exactly opposite. Now, if money would make you do exactly opposite that God told you. Warning. 
looked back and became a pillar of salt. Grace makes us prosperous. Faith in the word of God makes us prosperous. But our heart is not in it. He makes us so prosperous that we can use that prosperity. Amen. You'll be so prosperous. You can even have a Lamborghini. But anybody who is walking in the grace of God will use it. That will not have them. And one of the way of knowing it is even if somebody, Lord, does say, give your Lamborghini to that person opposite of you. You will give it. Because you don't own it. We can't give our used watch to somebody. <laughs> that which God gives you, the moment you start misusing it, a soy kind of life will not be able to express through you. Life eternal. A pause powerful life cannot express through us. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive your mercy. We don't want to live our lives just for 20 or 30 years. It's for eternity. Till Jesus comes back. Till we meet Him. For God to keep us, it's important. It's important. God will keep us. Dude shows us many generations. He's showing that what happened to angels, number one, in Egypt, number two. In Abraham's time, he's remembering this, this, this. And he goes on to say in verse 8, Likewise also these dreamers defile the flesh. Dreamers actually mean people who fantasize them. Who are these dreamers? The Bible says, Likewise also these dreamers defile the flesh. Who are these dreamers? Dreamers are actually mean people who fantasize. They don't have the Zoe kind of life manifesting in their mind. They are after a dream world. A world of themselves. They don't have the, they just have the, uh, uh, the psychological aspect of life. But the Zoe is not, eternal life is not flowing through them. They're not saturated with eternal thoughts. They're just fantasizing an imaginary world. And if we are in an imaginary world, may it be broken in our lives. Let's get out of the fantasy world in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. They're dreamers. May the truth of God's word set our minds free tonight. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands and bless His holy name. It might not be easy to get this word, but God's grace is here. Hallelujah. See it. It is for your own good. Hallelujah. I feel fleshy spirit to living in this. Hallelujah. You know, one of the version, I, I, I don't want time to take it, but it uses the word immoral freedom of the world. The world has an immoral freedom to do what they want, but not us. We are not those kind of dreamers who defile our flesh. Everything that diminishes 
your thought process from seeing eternity and the call of God and the blessing of God and the purpose of God for your lives may be broken it in the name of Jesus may be broken from your minds may you have the mind of Christ may you hallelujah have a mind that which was in Christ Jesus hallelujah manifesting through your mind through your hallelujah psychological aspect in the name of Jesus hallelujah glory amen They're dreamers, they defy the flesh, they despise authority, the Bible says, and speak evil of dignitaries. That's what they are. These are the first three categories of people. We reject those categories in the name of Jesus. Oh, lift your hands and by the grace of Lord. Hallelujah. Through the faith that is delivered unto me. Hallelujah. Through the faith. Hallelujah. Through the through the grace and through the faith, through the justification, hallelujah, of, uh, of sins, hallelujah, uh, through the righteousness of God. I reject these three categories in the name of Jesus. You will be justified freely through the grace of God and through the faith that has been imparted into your spirit. This is not your category. speaks about three categories who are deceived verse 11 it speaks about woe to them for they have gone in the way of Cain have run greedily in the error of Balaam of a prophet and perished in the rebellion of Korah he's saying of another three examples don't go in that way which way it all started with the way of Cain what is the way of Cain keeping the blood away not honoring the blood away not honoring God's grace in any sort of way his own self-efforts, his own self-will, his own, and that brought envy, and corruption, and a murderous spirit. Tonight, that murderous spirit, God showed me murderous spirit, murdering other people's personality, murdering other people's names, murdering your marriages. Hallelujah. Murdering people's, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Murdering. You might not be murdering physically, but various other ways. Somebody's reputation. Rebuke that in the name of the Lord. Leave that church in the name of the Lord. Bible says, whoa, hallelujah. If somebody comes with that way, don't join hands with the way of Cain. Hallelujah. Keep him and keep her away from your life in the name of Jesus. Don't go in that way. Telling you to have a spirit of discernment. If somebody messages you and give you phone calls who are in the way of Cain, don't take it. The way of Cain. He went for worship, but not to worship, but to fight. <laughs> you get that? Hallelujah. You will see them in worship, but they come to fight, bring divisions. He went to church to bring divisions, to fight for competition, for various other purposes. There are so many people who come to church but not to worship. They come from wrong reasons. Got envious of the worship of his brother and fought with him and killed him. And we find that in churches too. People coming in touch to worship but to compete, to envy, to speak bad of somebody, to fight and then go back. I pray, Lord, our church be free from this. Pastor once prophesied and said, 
God is going to fill the church with faithful people. Hallelujah. Rampa Shanta Fadoshika. Image this God is raising up a generation who will exhibit the Soe kind of life. I pray that Petra Church will have a Petra life, Jesus life, the Zoe life, the God kind of life, who are preserved for eternity, who will worship Him in spirit and in truth, who will live for the glory of God, who will live for heart to glorify Him, who will live to be slain to, hallelujah, while they worship the Lord, hallelujah, praise God, who, who are selfless, who are slain in their worship. They don't think about themselves, it's worship rising. It's a sweet aroma to Christ. I want that kind of worship where you can't see the person. You are so lost. Plain. There is nothing but the aroma. You come for church for the right reasons. Open your mouth and say, I am one of them who will worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Jesus. May God preserve you. And then the second deceived verse 11 says, I've run greedily in the era of Balaam for profit, prostituted his gift for money. Oh. Prostituted his position for money. Isn't it amazing that Bible speaks about a lot of people that we should not imitate? Amen. And Bible speaks about a lot of people to imitate. Hebrews 11 speaks about men and women of faith. But even when it comes to imitation, Bible says only to imitate one. Imitate Jesus Christ. Because Abraham lied. Samson slept. Sarah doubted. Although we read Hebrews 11, is look unto Jesus. That's the key. That's the key. Don't look at, don't imitate me at all. Imitate Jesus. You can joke like Anthony, but don't imitate him. We are only to imitate and follow Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? Hallelujah. Even, even if you are listening to the word, it's not that we want the likes on YouTube. Our pastor said, we don't want our likes. We want you to imitate Jesus. When he, in case you put it, that's not a cardinal sin. But then, imitate Jesus. Don't go in the error of Balaam for profit. He was in the ministry why? He was thinking what he would get out of it. I'm in the ministry for almost 22 years and I've known one thing. If you are in that category, you will never, ever survive. You will never have longevity. When you're with the Lord and Lord gives you a gift, that gift will bring blessings into your life. But when your entire purpose is what I can get out of this, it's a way of Balaam. It will bring blessings. 
but then the Zoe won't manifest if you are thinking, what will I get out of it? Let that never be our portion. Lift your hands and say, although I am just teaching this word, I'm taking time, let this go deep into your heart and say, Lord, that's not my portion. I refuse, I reject, hallelujah, the error of Balaam, the way of Cain in the name of Jesus. Victory by the blood of, I feel a strongholds breaking, minds getting free, hallelujah, heart becoming clear, come on. Some of you are praying in tongues. Suddenly, hallelujah, the tongues long lost has coming out once again. Hallelujah. Beautifully. Pray, 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 pray. Rabba Shanda Bolte. Laba Babi stirred up. Hallelujah. Rabba Rabba Shambara the Lota Labalasia. Oh, Bradadius Cabrent in Emesia, Lo Protone Menesia. Oh, victory by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Be free now in the name of Jesus. Be made whole now in the name of the Lord. Be freed from Balaam's way. Be freed from Cain's way. Be free from the Balaam's earl. In the name of Jesus. And the church said, Amen. What was wrong with Balaam? He went to his own people, stood with his own people, looked at the weakness and the strength of his own people and then he betrayed them to Balak a pagan prophet how many of you come to church stand with the church worship the church ask for intercession of the church receive the word by word over years then go back and put the church and the pastor down get out of those categories some of you don't do it publicly but you go home and do it Repent of that. The way of Balaam. Lift your hands and say, Lord Jesus, remove me from the error and the way of Balaam. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I told you, this is the word like a sword into your heart. It's hurting you. It's a wound that God causes but will heal you eternally. Amen. Never your heart, your heart in your heart, heart against God's word. And number three, and Korah and perished in the rebellion of Korah. Number 16, when you study it, God is reminding you this so that you will not make these mistakes. Even in the Old Testament, there is Genesis, there is Exodus, there is Leviticus, and all these things are repeated in Deuteronomy. In the same way, in the New Testament, Paul is saying, I'm reminding you again what is Judas saying, what has been written before. I'm reminding you again. It's like a Deuteronomy of New Testament. He says, I'm reminding you again. Be very careful. Don't lose on your eternal life. He's preserved till Jesus presents you before the Father. Be preserved by the grace of God, by the love of God, till Jesus presents you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did Korah want? What did Korah want? He wanted control. He wanted authority. Sometimes ministry most of the people want, want control. 
Bible scholars believe Korah was a very handsome man. He had a striking personality. People actually loved him. He could influence anybody. That's how Korah was. Korah wanted more. He wanted to be a leader. He coveted. He wanted to be a great high priest too. He chose somebody else's. You know, and but when God chose somebody else, he couldn't accept it. Oh, I think some of us all go through that. He couldn't submit to that. He couldn't accept that somebody who was not as good as him as, and capable as him was chosen. He could not handle it. <laughs> he had a fantastic spiritual experience. The earth opened up and swallowed him. Say, hey, that's not my portion. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I receive your mercy. He lost everything. I want you to write it in your book. Ministry is never taken. It's something that's given. You can be greatly landed, talented, great personality, but you can't say, so I think I should be in the ministry. No. Maybe there are better people in this church. They're better than better pastors than I am. But what to do? I'm the one who God chose to be a pastor of this church. Open your mouth and say, I don't want a spiritual experience like Korah. Korah rebelled and said, Can the Lord only use somebody like these guys, like Moses and Aaron and Miriam? Can't the Lord use us also? Is the Lord there with every one of us? Why does this particular family alone have to minister? Rebellion will always hide behind misplaced truth. Amen. The misplaced truth. It's true that God can use anybody. God can even use a donkey. But rebellion hides behind a misplaced truth. Open your mouth and say, the portion of Korah, the portion of Korah does not belong to me and my family. I am submitted to God's word. I am submitted to the authorities that God has placed over my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. One of the gods of America and around the world is secular humanism. It means God is no longer central. It's man. It is no longer what God's want. It is the, not longer the will of God or the plan of God. It's what man's want. It, it, it's all about man and that's the culture now. I have a personality. I have a gift. I know this. I know that. People like me, so I'm supposed to be the next. No. No, no. No. Secular humanism coming to church is no longer Jesus or genuine worship. Come on, we have only one mission that is to preach the gospel and to save as many as people as the Lord wants. Amen. Tread your ego for that and humble and submit. Otherwise, it brings a loss of vision. Proverbs 29 18 says, Where there is no vision, people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. If you can only see yourself and nobody else, me and my family, our four friends and our small group and all that I can think of, I mean, there's some problem. Korah could not see longer the, no longer see the bigger vision God has for, for God's people. Plan, 
only thought about himself and his family. I've seen people coming to church, committed to church, listening to every word, but the mindset is still the same. God is setting somebody free from that kind of spirit. May you be free in the name of Jesus from selfishness, self-centeredness. Hallelujah. And verse 12 onward speaks about what happens to these kind of people, who they really are. Look at verse 16. It says, these are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust, their mouth, great spelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. It's amazing. When we categorize sin, would you place complainers before grumblers and uh, complainers and grumblers before adulterers and fornicators? On the top, when you confess your sin, what is your biggest sin? We would say murder, adulteries. But God writes complainers and murmurers. Oh my God. Walking according to their own lust. Oh my God. Swelling great words. Oh my God. Have mercy. <laughs> Flattering people to gain advantage. They flatter. Flatter is the counterfeit of honor. My God. Flattery says, I say something nice about you to get something out of you. If I don't get it, my language will change. <laughs> That's flattery. Say, pastor, you're the best pastor. And you're flattering secretly in your heart. Because you wanted something. If you don't get that, you're the worst pastor. The counterfeit is... You know, that's a counterfeit of honor. Flattery is for your sake. But honor is saying something nice for other person's sake. Oh my Jesus. The Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Maybe it's the same words that are used for flattery or not, but the attitude is different. Maybe you're saying, Pastor, you're a great faster. Your honor, not to flatter. To honor. To honor. To honor. God is placing murmuring, complaining, and flattery above everything else because of the authority God has given. His children in their lips. He's saying your lips shall be loosed to produce life. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Your life, the soy life should flow. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Authorities in tongue. You can build somebody. Come on. This this time of quarantine, are you building somebody's life? Are you building homes? Are you building church with your tongue? Hallelujah. When you misuse that, instead of expressing, hallelujah. Praise God. Manifesting the Zoe kind of life, you're bringing in death. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. May there be a spirit of honor. May there be a spirit of life flow through your lips in the name of Jesus. I cancel every flattery. I cancel every death that is flowing from the inside of you. I cancel it in now in the name of Jesus. May you be released now. Loose now to Zoe life. you murmur, complain, putting down people, you're defiling your own atmosphere. I pray when you come back to the church, may you bring in a good atmosphere. Glory to God. I pray you God will anoint our church. Anoint everyone who's watching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I think I need to put, put that on the door. Bring in a good atmosphere. Otherwise, I'll put the air conditions in the bathroom. Please sit there. <laughs> Babe, my portion is good atmosphere. My portion is bringing in good atmosphere. I will be praying and walking here. I can see from the gate who is bringing in a good and who is not. I pray that you will bring a good atmosphere. That God will be pleased. And God will send miracles because of just because of you coming in with a good atmosphere. We pray that we will become like that. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll go fast. Hallelujah. You're taking a lot of time. But I want this to get into you. But you, beloved, verse 20, building yourself in the most, but you, but you, but you, beloved, say you are different, but you, beloved, building yourself upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. But you, verse 19, speaks about sensual persons. 16, speaks about grumblers. 12, speaks about there are spot in your love feast. But God is saying, remember all this generation. But then he says, but you, God is placing not placing you with them, but you beloved. We don't belong to these, we belong to another group, but you, oh come on sir. You have tasted the real grace of God. You have drunk of this water of life. You are different. You who not deny the Lord in the name of grace. You who don't live your life according to the way you want in the name of grace, but you, you are different. You preserve for eternity. You who content for this faith that one delivered to the saints, that you will not give one inch to the enemy with compromise. You might stumble, but you are the one who says, Lord, even if I stumble, I'm going to get up and run the marathon. Hallelujah. My course, my eyes is on you. But you. Beloved, verse 20 and 21, building yourself upon the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, keeping yourselves in the love of God. So how are you preserved? Verse 24. Verse 24 is saying, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. How many of you want to be kept from stumbling? Listen, we kept from stumbling. From falling. Stumbling is not a lifestyle. We look at somebody and say, stumbling is not a lifestyle. We might stumble, but that's not our lifestyle. Because He keeps us from stumbling. How many of you want God to keep you from doing something stupid? Some people, you look at them, it almost looks like they have a spirit of stupidity, of steroids flowing in their veins. Amen. How does God keep us? We want God to keep us, isn't it? How do we keep us? Because pastor was telling his story. He said, when he started his walk, he used to look at the scripture and confess it. God keeps me. And he fell. And discouragement came in. And he felt it didn't work for him. Little did he realize he had to contend for the faith. And verse 21, which says, keep yourself in the love of God. So how do you, how, how is that you've kept? Two things is spoken. 
God will keep you if you keep yourself in the love of God. Lift your hands and say, God will keep me if I keep myself in the love of God. So how do I keep myself in the love of God? Hallelujah. Sometimes you go for your prayer time, for your, you know, for nations, for praying in tongues, pray for the church, family, for all the needs, sing a lot of songs. It's good. Praise for that. But there has to be moments in your prayer where you go into your presence of God and you be the object of God's love. I pray that you practice that. But you're not trying to earn something or say something to Him. You're not travailing or anything. You're just saying that, Lord, I want to be the object of your love. I want to be quietened with your love. I want you to sing psalms of love over me. Like Sephaniah said, just allow the love to flow through. And that's, that's, that's how it is. Where you say, Lord, here I am. I just want you to be the object of your love. And you're just basking yourself in the love of God. It's just, I've let God we say, God's love is so wonderful. Jesus is so wonderful. God's love is so wonderful. Yeah. So wonderful for you and for me. Where you say, God's love is so wonderful. Jesus is so wonderful. God's love is so wonderful, so wonderful, so wonderful for you and for me. Amen. That's when you just forget yourself. Where you're not just making your intentions, supplications, prayer, or request, nothing. Just flowing in the love of God. Just say, I want to experience you. That's keeping yourself in the love of God. It's only, that's a key. It's a key. Not just confessing it up. Keeping yourself in the love of God. That's what John did. That's what Paul did. You fall in your initial days because you don't know to do that. But says, beloved, he's calling beloved, the one who is loved. See, call it beloved. Keep yourself in the love of God. Learn. God did not make hell for you. The only one God rejected in the scripture was his own son. God gave up his son to have you so that he can he, he that he will never reject you. Keep yourself in that love, experience love. It's not an intellectual thing. It's, that's where the Zoe life begins to manifest. Where you love him and he loves you. Where you say, God our Father looks on us with love all the time, all the time. Oh yes, God our Father looks on us with love all the time, all the time, all the time. He says, He says, I will love you all the time. He says, I will love you all the time. I will love you. 
I will love you forever, I will love you forever all the time. Oh yes, I will love you forever, I will love you forever, love you forever all the time. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands and say, pour out your love on me, Lord. Just pour out your love. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 pour out your love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Shed, Lord, your love. Pour out the one that is watching. Let your love fill every home, every heart, fill every empty places. Saturate them with your love. Help them to keep themselves in your love. Then you love unconditionally. Let them know that you condemn, they don't condemn them, but they love them unconditionally, Lord. You accept them as they are, Jesus. Let your love flow through them. In Jesus' name. Amen. And then there's a scripture that can bring a healing to some people. When God spoke to Moses, said, Who you are? He said, I am who I am. What's your name? He said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac. And he did not say Israel. He said, I am the God of Jacob. Because he would have already changed Jacob to Israel. But when he said who he is, he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He said, while you are going through this struggle, I still love you. While you are still imperfect, I still love you. While you are trying to figure out, I still love you. While you are in this great process, I still love you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, somebody. He loves you. It is understanding that love Jacob who am I loved that made Jacob Jacob that made Jacob Israel that made Jacob to wrestle and to take a beating and still look to him and said so don't leave me Lord and I will not leave you till you bless me Lord he's the God of your average and your worst but while you are out there Trust in the love of God. That's a key. Sometimes when you look at it, Pastor, see, you are saying all that, but look at my life. I've completely messed up, broken. Will I be preserved for eternity? Yes, you. If you are serving the God of Jacob, if you are worshipping the God of Jacob, He can still take you out of that mud and preserve you for eternity. Hallelujah. He does not need five years. He can do that moment. Hallelujah. When you say, Lord, I let go myself. Lord, into the love of God. He can remove that dirt out of your life. He can present you so beautifully. Oh, that is my God. Jesus, let your love flow through us. Flow through your people. I could sing of your love forever, oh yeah, yeah. I could sing of your love forever. He's healing you with this love tonight, all. Oh. I could sing of your love forever, yeah, yeah. I could sing of your love forever, Lord. I could sing of your love forever. Amen. Tonight I pray that in the name of Jesus, 
that every one of you is watching me by through home everyone who is going through a, a muddy miry experience the lord will tonight lift you up and put your feet on the solid rock amen. jesus is the rock of all ages amen I, you, you remember this song I'm safe and secure in the rock of all ages and his banner over me is love. I'm safe and secure in the rock of all ages and his banner over me is love. Oh yeah, I'm safe and secure in the rock of all ages and his banner over me is love. His banner over me. Lift your hands and sing, I'm safe and I'm safe and secure in the rock of all ages and his banner over me is love. I'm safe and secure in the rock of all ages and banner over me is love. I'm safe and secure in the rock of all ages and his banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. His banner. I feel the presence of God just filling up. There's a couple more points and we are through. The book of Jude verse 20 says, Build yourself in faith. Verse 21 says, Keep yourself in the love of God. Two things that will keep you are, one is faith and one is love. Two things. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That means, believe that God is able to keep you. Don't doubt that. Faith. When you flow in this love, Bible says there abideth faith, hope and love and greatest of these is love. When you give yourself into the love of God, this faith will build up. That you will know, that you will know, that you will know He'll keep you. Knowing faith and love can keep you. Faith and love are two wings. A dove has two wings. That's why we have the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Holy Spirit is a type of dove it says two wings or oh, the dove is a type of the Holy Spirit sorry the dove is the type of the Holy Spirit we can learn from each wing has nine feathers why the fruit of the Spirit nine of them love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control then the gifts of the Spirit nine 1 Corinthians 12 Just for you to understand, love and faith. The church of Jesus Christ in the last days will be full of power, will manifest the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but they will also need to have character. Both are there. Both. Love and faith, both. Faith to operate in the gifts and the love that comes from God's love. Hallelujah. You, you need to trust God today and you need to fill yourself with God's love. Love, love. That's a key. Look for the mercy of God. That's why I told you. This is not the person, people that you see in Jude chapter 1 verse 4 who turn the grace of God to do what they want. That's not what these beloved, you don't do that. You built yourself. There is a building up through the Holy Spirit. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a key. That's a difference. That's the difference. These people, God keeps them. 
they will be preserved for eternity not them they can lose it ah uh-huh. people who believes who understand who flows in the god's love and the real grace they are kept for eternity preserved for eternity not them who use the name of grace do what they want no this is clear church they are sort of lukewarm and god does not like lukewarm they spew out of your mouth don't want to remain like that it's no that's not something not a condition that you want to have when jesus comes back a second time not as a condition that you should be when you die no but beloved beloved i don't think this message needs to put fear in anyone if you are planning to go to heaven if you are eternally centered this should encourage you if you flow in the love he keeps you and look for some of you say pastor have stumbled badly look for the mercy bible says looking for the mercy find for the mercy he keeps you a fresh start don't look what's behind you might have messed up if you have heard this message it means god is not through with you it's god's protection this message is god's protection he is not going to leave you in that mud in the name of jesus it's god's protection hallelujah bible says there is no condemnation this is not a message of condemnation god is this is a message to say god is not through with you he wants to reveal his mercy not only that there's another aspect to this message if you've really understood church people i want to take this seriously Verse 23 But others Save with fear Pulling them out of the fire heating, Hating even the garment defiled by the flesh That's a part I think we as a church Needs to be aggressive After saying all that he's saying Now I want you to do something Now I want you to do something He's saying Hallelujah. Having mercy on those who waver, verse 22 saying, God's mercy is there for the people who waver. And saving others by snatching them out of the fire. But hating even the garment defiled by hating the sin in them. Some of them are going to catch people from the fire. Oh, my God, what authority. Oh, what authority. Catching them, plucking them out. God who usually plucks out has given us the authority to pluck people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pluck people out of hell. Glory, glory. See, same life is flowing. Same anointing, same Zoe. Jesus, same life. Pluck people out of fire, catching them. Hallelujah. you are preserved but you have to pull somebody out of fire you can do that only if you learn to contend for your faith you have to walk in love walk in faith and pull somebody out only through this love and then he finishes with benediction now he is able to keep he will surely keep you lift your hands and say he will keep me only god can make such a promise he will we cannot say that but he said now he is able to keep you from falling into present you faultless 
before the presence of his glory with exceeding great joy to only wise God our Savior to be glory and majesty dominion forever and ever I hope this word has blessed you if it has blessed you if he has put you in the right place lift your hands and give praise and glory to Christ Jesus he is the preserved he is the preserver he is sending the preserving grace this evening in the name of the Lord hallelujah let his mercy fall over your lives hallelujah as you trust in his preserving grace hallelujah he's preserved you he's preserved you for eternity in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah we close with reading the same verse Jude chapter 1 verse 1 Jude the servant of Jesus Christ the brother of James to them to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved you in Jesus Christ and called so this evening this night I want to release this may this word may this God may this grace may his mercy preserve you and keep you and present you before the Father faultless in Jesus Christ's name I pray Amen 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 thank you Father thank you Jesus